We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, there, done done that. It's back to homeschool. Whether you like to school year-round or follow a traditional school schedule, there's usually a time when you take a significant break and start back with new curriculum, new supplies, and lay out new goals for your year. Today on episode 39, we're going to talk about how you celebrate that first day of homeschool. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite not back to school traditions and what are some of the best ways to start that first lesson. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Maria. How are you? I am super excited. I've been working on my back to school stuff. <gasps> did you buy anything for Prime Day? I did. I bought a bra. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important school supply. It is. Oh my gosh. My kids really, really require me to wear one. Well, they probably will appreciate that. They do. You know- <laughs> That's so funny. Teenagers do not like when their moms go around the house without a bra. Right. <laughs> and they're always on FaceTime with somebody, too. So, like, the friends don't appreciate it either. So, you know, oh, gone gosh. are the days when we could zip across the house to the laundry room and grab one with no shirt on. Somebody's uh, always on the live I know. feed. I know. Everybody's playing. Clay. Everybody can see what's going There's on in no your safety. house. There's no safety. So I got something really cool on Prime Day, and it's not on our Amazon wish list. Is it a bra? No. It's Everlasting Pencils. What? everlasting you don't have to sharpen them they are this uh, yeah (laughs) well I don't know I think probably don't put it in your mouth but yeah no they have these alloy graphite I don't even know what they're made of tips and you don't have to sharpen them and they write just like a pencil and they are the coolest thing I totally got taken by a tiktok video and ordered them it's not a mechanical pencil no and they erase they're okay. so cool. I'll send you a link. I'm going to send it to you right now. Oh my but gosh. it's so awesome. So okay. I'm super excited. Find that. Did you save a lot on Prime? Well, they were $7. So I saved a dollar. Oh, so they're But, okay. you know, well, every right. dollar counts, if right? If I like them, I might spring for that extra dollar. You should. You should. <laughs> they're a perfect back to school item. Yeah. And, you know, back to homeschool is such an exciting time. It's the perfect time to get new stuff and start establishing a new routine. Yeah, it's definitely a good idea on that first day to let your kids take some time to thumb through that new curricula and all those resources. I always get their input when I'm deciding what we'll do, but I try not to talk about it too much and I keep it hidden away. And then I present it on the first day in usually a fun way we're going to be talking about. I also present what our new schedule or our routine is going to look like for the entire year. And that really helps them to know what to expect. And, right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we homeschool all year round, but there definitely does come a point in the summer where I kind of bag everything. <laughs> and then we talked about this in our schedules, routines and rhythms episode. But I like to let the fire of back to school season like <laughs> inspire me get me ready and going and so (laughs) you know I'll take that back to school time with my kids we'll lay some ground rules down some expectations for the year and just kind of go with that fun flow right I do that too so yeah but if your kids aren't completely thrilled with flipping through their new books it's okay some kids might find it a little overwhelming to see an entire school year of work 
all the books and all the projects laid out on the table, even all the fun ones that you selected and you knew that they're going to love, they might not be completely <laughs> thrilled about that. Right. They're not as excited about it as the moms are sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, and other families may be totally stoked by seeing the New Year's program like kind of coming together. I get so excited by packages of new books and my kids, uh, you know, are like, hey, you got another package at the door. <laughs> but they do like to look through the upcoming year's resources and they love going shopping for school supplies. Like even though we don't need all the stuff stuff that you would need for traditional school on a big list. They do love getting new notebooks and some folders, maybe a new journal. We talked about that before whenever you might start getting burnt out from the end of the school year. Yeah. That one of the things that might ignite your excitement again is starting to buy new stuff for the next year. Exactly. <laughs> it is exciting. But maybe you have a child who has lost their joy for learning. If you've recently withdrawn your child from school, we talked about how essential it is to go through a process of de-schooling our de-schooling 101 page. Uh, we're going to link that in the show notes. It lays out exactly what that is. It has a free download to kind of help during that process. Mm -hmm. Typically when people are pulling their kids out of school, it's because there is an environment that wasn't working for them. It could have been an academic or an emotional setback. And going through the step and the process of de-schooling is really going to set your homeschool up for success. So please don't skip the de-schooling process if you're at this point. Yeah, no, definitely don't skip it. But once you have gone through it, you know, they still might not be completely thrilled about homeschool. That's okay. Hopefully they are. But remember, you're a homeschooler. You've got the power and flexibility to tap into their interests and excite their learning once more. And you have this awesome opportunity to create a fun homeschool first day to get that momentum started. Mm -hmm. So let's get to our episode. How do you celebrate your first day of homeschool? Well, you can set some great traditions and make some really special memories. Um, but before we get into some of those fun traditions, we put together some tips that are going to really help set you up for success. We have a top 10 tips for a great first day of homeschool. The first one would be don't plan to teach everything on that first day. Oh, uh, totally. I know. I, it's... You're super excited. I get it because I've right. been there, but slow down. Slow down. <laughs> take a deep breath. It's not only okay, but it's really important to kind of ease back into your school schedule slowly. Right. A lot of seasoned homeschoolers would tell you to start with just a few subjects and slowly add in more later in the week or even over the next few weeks. Uh, relax and really enjoy those first few days of school. Your children are going to have a much better attitude about starting school if you do this. And I personally love to do like a rolling re-entry. Um, like I said, we school year round, but we kind of lighten things up in August, especially because we're doing some traveling, getting older siblings back to college, you know, all of that. It helps that some of the local classes that we do go by a college schedule and uh, some go by the local like ISD schedule. Yeah. So it's the one time I let someone else's schedule kind of dictate what we do because it really helps make an easier time by rolling in that start date. Right. And I always schooled year round when my kids were younger. But once they started taking more of the dual enrollment classes, we do also kind of follow that schedule. Yeah, so I get that. So the next thing would be is to take a picture. Those kiddos in the camera lens are the reason for all of this hard work. They are absolutely worth it. I have a green belt next to my house and we always go out there and take a picture with the trees in the background every year on our first day of homeschool. Sometimes they grumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they do still love to see those pictures later on. And a lot of people like to take it while their child's still in their PJs, mm -hmm. maybe we all do. day long. We do that. Yeah, <laughs> or on their front porch or at the donut shop. 
taking a picture really does drive home how fast they're growing and how fleeting these years really are. Right. A lot of people like to do those chalkboard first day, last day school signs that you can buy. Right. Those are really nice. But if you don't want to buy one of those, I like to use them myself. But I decided to just use paper a long time ago. So I created first day signs. It's our freebie for the week and you can download those and use them. I made one for every grade from pre-K all the way to 12th grade. That is super sweet. I wish my kids had liked them. I like <laughs> Jane especially hated those signs. And so <laughs> I bought one in the, like the Target dollar bin as kind of a joke. I made her do it for the senior year. You know, it had like, what do you want to be when you grow up? When she was little, she wanted to be a garbage truck person. <laughs> Just not the actual throwing away of the garbage, but she wanted to ride on the back. Oh, those you are know, so cool. They, ride outside. they still do that here in my city. A lot <laughs> I know, I know. We do too. So I put that that's what she wanted to do. And she begrudgingly. We live in the same city. Yeah, that's totally (laughs) true. My city does that too. We live across the interstate from each other, so it we seems do. like it's two different it cities. It does seem like, well, you know, up in North Texas, you know, one city just runs into the other, it, but the, you know, city <laughs> departments are all different. Okay, so the next thing you might want to do is plan a special breakfast. And one of the great perks of homeschooling is that we have more freedom over our day. Take advantage of it by taking the time you could go out to breakfast while other kids are waiting for the school bus, or pick up some donuts and sit on your front porch and wave to the school bus. You could also cook a special breakfast, a plan whatever feels special for your family. You could put together a waffle bar, have pancakes and sausage, make an omelet bar, or have that special sweet cereal that maybe you usually say no to. (laughs) Right? The school bus comes so early in my neighborhood. My kids are never (laughs) awake for that part. I'll have to take a picture myself and then send it to them while they're still in bed. Well, we live kind of on a very private street back here, so that wouldn't apply to us (laughs) anyway. Yeah, my kids are still asleep during that time probably. Right. I did see someone talking about making pancakes in the shape of letters or numbers. <laughs> That's kind of cute. Like somebody did. It was the cutest pictures, but like I, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to do that. But I would totally do that. <laughs> you would do that. Yeah, you I probably would. have like pancake forms or something. You And you probably crafted them yourself out of a wire <laughs> hanger that you found on a street. Um, for free. <laughs> for free. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, doing a themed breakfast would be totally fun. Sometimes I like to start my first day back with my donuts and documentaries Mondays. You know how I love to do those. I do. And I tried to apply it last year, but we were just too busy. I, I do love that idea, actually. Yeah. Did so, you watch one documentary? Well, yeah, but not with donuts and on a Monday. Oh, OK. Well, good. Good. <laughs> it didn't work out. The next thing on the list is to plan a fun activity. My kids are pretty crafty, so I try to include one or two, possibly even three projects on the first day. Some people like to create a school year vision board together. If this is something that you want to do, have all the supplies on hand and ready, like poster board, stencils, or stickers. And together, your kids and you can create and reflect on your personal goals for the homeschooling year. You can talk about what you hope to achieve and write all them down and Put it in your homeschool room. Yeah, you can take some time to design a schedule for your homeschooling activities together with your kids. Make it really visually appealing. Display it somewhere in your homeschool space. Right. That's fun to do. Yeah, and a lot of people like to bake cookies or a back-to-school cake. Oh, that's a cute idea. Home Ec 101. You could also take some of those treats to a nearby fire or police station. Oh, that's a good idea. You could also decorate your classroom or homeschool space together. That might be a fun way to inspire, especially 
especially maybe a reluctant homeschooler. Get them involved in that part. Absolutely. We always created a homeschool binder and we use the dividers between subjects. And if this is something you also want to do, you can spend some time having your kids decorate their binder and making it personal for each of them and all the things that they're into that year. Yeah. Um, I saw this on another page. I've never actually done this, but I thought it was a cute idea. You could create a treasure hunt for them to find their curriculum all over the house. I kind of love that. It's, it's such a cute idea. <laughs> I think it'd actually be funny to do for our high schoolers. I might do that. Yeah, like make a real clever one where they have to really figure out the clues. I actually already do that for St. Patrick's Day, but I really do like it for curriculum yeah, too. Yeah, that would Maybe be fun. Maybe the clue could actually have something to do with whatever it is they're finding. Oh, like yeah. Like math, they have to calculate to find it or something. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's okay, a great idea. I think I just I think you just some... uh, thought up a blog post. Okay, I like with that. With another freebie. <laughs> The next thing you might want to do is play a board game. They're a great way to start your day or kick off those thinking skills. We always play a board game on the first day of school, and we have a great list of educational games on our website. Your kids may not even know that they're learning when they're playing them. Right. Um, How about a water balloon or silly string fight? Okay, we always do that. I love it. That's such a great (laughs) idea, and it does set the tone on a good even foot, as long as nobody gets mad about Maybe not. Somebody's going to get mad. Somebody's going to get it in the (laughs) eye, and somebody's going to cry, and somebody's going to get mad. But you know what? You're teaching them to resolve conflict. Yes. It's all part of the learning process. It's a learning lesson. (laughs) All those museums are finally empty and waiting for you to plan an outing and go see that next exhibit. Uh, So for Riley's first day of kindergarten, we spent the entire morning at the Dallas Arboretum. We played in the fountains with friends and picnicked all day long. I had a toddler in tow at the time, so it was a perfect family friendly for everyone to do with the kids had a great time. Yeah, Yeah. you probably could do a park day uh, meet up with some new homeschool friends too right yeah you're getting to know some new people and maybe you just joined some new homeschool groups so get out there and meet them yeah you can also do an art party or do self-portraits in one of our episodes we talked about us doing art parties i always do them they have these studios that they host them for you but uh, i'm cheap i don't like to spend (laughs) a lot of money if you listen to the podcast you already know i'm a single mom and i'm on a tight budget So I found Cinnamon, who is the art Sherpa. She has an incredible YouTube series with free paint parties. And so you could do your own. Those are so fun. You could also have a poetry tea time. These are things that are all the rage with Charlotte Mason style homeschoolers. But it's it's fun and it's easy. It's like having some elevated snacks and some tea and just reading poetry together. I love that. I just posted on our Facebook group this poetry tea time idea. On I love that. So we can link that in there. You could also go swimming. Most pools are still open with public school back in session. They're all yours. So go. Right. You could also try doing schoolwork at a different location, like a coffee shop or uh, meeting up with friends later to play board games, something to kind of make the day fun. Yeah, we love that boba place up there in Plano. They have some really great tables and the kids love to play there. You could also spend the afternoon at the lake. Your kids can break in their new literature book in a hammock. 
Nicole and I have this local beachy spot here in North Texas where we love, she loves, she go, you go there more than I do, take out the paddle boards and the kayaks yes. and we take them out in the water and here we are, PE 101, yes. class done. Check. I love it. I, I wish we were there right now. <laughs> you can also encourage journaling or artwork where you express your thoughts and feelings about your first day and this can serve as a keepsake to look back on as you progress through your homeschool adventure. Right. You can do an activity related to your curriculum and you can really get creative with this and for example if you're studying history you can create a timeline we love using timelines every single year we've talked about this before but there were about five years that we did an entire timeline wall and i also created a book of centuries that we've used since because i didn't want to devote an entire wall anymore now that <laughs> i have older kids and not toys everywhere and we have some cool timeline pictures in the show notes of episode 31 planning your homeschool year and you can we'll link that in there so you can go see how cool it looked I actually used colored eight and a half by 11 paper that I taped together with box tape yeah that's what I used did you know that I did because your timeline was on the way to the bathroom and so everybody <laughs> in your house would end up getting stuck in the hallway looking at the timeline and like people would go to the bathroom and disappear <laughs> and never come back there was a lot of stuff on there we always started with our birthdays and our dog birthday on that so funny if you're learning about simple machines and science you could also build lego cars and create a ramp and have a race yeah, that's a simple machine. You got a plane right there. Yeah. You could also do simple experiments like making slime for chemistry or erupting volcanoes. You really could go anywhere with this. Right. Maybe that's a way to start your day, like have something explode in the kitchen. All the kids <laughs> run in. They're like, "What? what's happening? And you're like, it's the first day of school. <laughs> you sure could. It's better than my, uh, my candle lighting. Yeah, that's not um, very explosive at all. <laughs> Um, you could do an outdoor exploration, like take advantage of your flexible schedule, go on a field trip or a nature walk to celebrate your first day, you can observe and document your findings to make it schooly. And for little ones, we've got that free nature scavenger hunt you can download. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And finally, if you're not too exhausted, you <laughs> can always end your first day of homeschool with a family game night. You could head to the movies or watch a movie at home. You could even choose a movie related to the subject that you're trying to learn about that school year. And I'm a single mom, but if there's a mom or a dad in your home that's coming home from work, share this moment with them as a family and let your child tell them all about your day. Yeah, the possibilities are really endless for creating some kind of activity in your day. And remember, don't stop the homeschool fun after your special celebration. Like, make fun a priority as you create this relaxed learning environment for your kids to thrive in. Yeah. And moving on to number five, you can complete a first day school or an all about me questionnaire. And kids grow and change impossibly fast. And sometimes it's hard to see it day to day. I have my kids complete a first day interview every year on the first day of homeschool. I save it and we reflect on the changes of the previous year after they fill it out. And they're always so amazed on how much they've changed and grown. And quite frankly, I am too. I just wrote a blog post called The Bittersweet Beauty of Homeschooling from Little Feet to Flying Wings. It made me cry. I know. Uh, one night last week, I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. Thank you, menopause. <laughs> I, I bawled my eyes out when I wrote this post, reminiscing when my kids were little and sometimes in all the chaos and the whirlwind of it all, it can be really hard to see just how fast everything is moving. They change so fast, so document it. 
I created a free resource for you to do this for every single grade. And if there's something you think should be added to my list, send us a message at info at btdthomeschool.com and I'll add it and I'll make those modifications. I added the questions that we use every year, things like uh, we took their height and their weight and what's their favorite food and their favorite book and their best friend and other things. My kids are older now and they still love to look at all these go through the years. They That's can't so much believe fun. some of their things they used to like. Oh my God, I used to like Beyblades. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. I remember. Number six, don't forget to plan for lunch. You are going to be busy all morning with the excitement of the new year and these projects and games, especially if you do all those that we just listed, and the actual teaching. So either plan something quick and easy or cook lunch as part of a homeschool lesson. I usually plan something really, really simple. Right, yeah. Or you could pack a lunch and have a picnic and chat about your first day and what you're looking forward to this year and yeah, yeah just head to the park. Number seven, read together. You know, we like to talk about reading a lot. Every single day. Reading together is one of our favorite, favorite homeschool memories. So choose a new read aloud together and start each morning reading a chapter to get in the groove of the new routine. I still Uh, remember you bawling your eyes out. What book was that? Um, The Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, yeah, that is a sad book. And I read it in a restaurant. That was bad. Like everybody was looking at us. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. That's a memory. (laughs) Yeah. They still do talk about that part. I'm like, do you guys remember? They're like, yes, we remember. Like, don't talk about it again. But maybe with your reading, maybe you can set up a new read aloud space or a cozy corner in your house and or fill a new bookshelf with the or basket with some of those special new reads. Get some fluffy blankets or a beanbag chair or some new fancy light. Now, even though I already have a lot of cozy spaces, I kind of want to go create a new one. Yes. So moving on to number eight, get those kids moving. And, you know, homeschool does not mean sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, but it's a good chance that it can be a little less active than running around all summer. You can ease that transition by planning something to get the kids moving. Get out in nature. We talked about that. Go for a hike. You can do a YouTube yoga routine. You can turn on the music and have a dance party. You could go play tennis together, go biking, and we've also used those exercise dice before. You remember those? You roll it and it'll tell you You the activities. You can get some at five below. Yeah, 20 push-ups or, yeah, my kids love to show me how much faster they are at doing that (laughs) exercise than I am. That's funny. Yeah. You could also take them to the gym or if they're driving, they're a teenager that has their license now, let them go to the gym by themselves. Give them that freedom. We talked about this earlier. You may also want to arrange meetups with other homeschool families or friends that are starting their homeschooling journey together. And you can share some experiences and tips and celebrate together. This can especially set the tone for how social homeschooling is going to be. And that might be a good thing for kids who are new to homeschool or uh, people that were actually worried about that aspect of the social part. Right. Like, it sets that tone it's for the upcoming It's a huge part year. of our homeschool. I don't think that I could have actually done this for these last 20 years had I not had regular meetups all all the time with a lot of friends like yeah. you and our families together. So if you are feeling very solitary, I really would encourage you to go out there, let your kids meet some new people that are home during the day or yeah. that are homeschooling and get out and make some new best friends. Absolutely. Number nine, be prepared and routine minded. So create a dedicated learning space, set up a comfortable and organized learning area in your home, decorate it with you know, whatever you want, colorful posters or motivational quotes or any other items that inspire you. Yeah, you're beginning to set the stage for your entire school year. 
Consistency is going to be so important, but know that things are going to go wrong. So instead of having a very rigid schedule, be more routine minded. Mm -hmm. We talked about this in detail in our schedules, routines and rhythms episodes. So every homeschool parent I have ever met has had days that don't go perfectly. Oh, of course. Don't forget, on social media, you're seeing the highlight reel of people's stories, so don't get wrapped up in that and don't get FOMO. Just keep on chugging along and make small adjustments to the routine and lessons as needed. Within the first month, you'll hit your stride and you'll know you have found the perfect routine for your family and know that you will have bad days. Absolutely, everybody does and that's okay. Right. Even if you're not a brand new homeschooler, this is a new year and you're going to figure things out. Everything's going to be different from year to year. So do be gentle on yourself. Be patient with your children. They're still learning the expectations you have of them. So if things aren't perfect, give them gentle reminders. It's going to take some time. And chances are, if you're not a brand new homeschooler, the expectations are going to be even more than the previous year as they're one year older. Right. Yeah. You add to it every year. Yeah. On our Planning Your Year episode, we discussed how important it is for you to be prepared. And remember, you're setting the stage. So take time each night before bed or on Sunday night to gather your materials for the week and lay them out and have them ready at hand. I love a good routine. And when my kids were very young, probably four, six, preschool to first grade-ish, we always did our read aloud. And then we did a calendar and weather chart every morning. We talked about that in our kindergartner episode. When they got a little older, after our read aloud, our routine included Newsomatic, which is a kid's news app, and it's free to download on your tablet or whatever, and that has some really interesting and age-appropriate news stories, and sometimes we would be so interested in something, we would stop and abandon our curriculum and just go and learn about the topic that we were reading about. They're so funny. There's some cute little stories in that. Love those at that age. In middle and high school, after our readings, our morning routine always included watching CNN 10, which almost always followed a discussion and a debate amongst ourselves. CNN 10 is a 10-minute student-friendly synopsis of world events. And although I'm a little angry about it because it really hasn't been the same since Carl Asus left or they kicked him out. Are you familiar with that? I am. I do not like (laughs) that other guy. I miss Carl. I know. Apparently, he's starting his own new thing. I know. It's called The World from A to Z, and I think they're going to kick it off this school year, but they haven't announced their launch date yet. I'm on the newsletter list, so hopefully I get to hear something soon about it because I really want to do it this year. We'll link that website in our show notes, so if you want to incorporate that in your middle school or high schoolers' school days, then we will have that for you. So moving along, and also do you notice that all of mine are about food? This is planning (laughs) dinner beforehand. So you are going to be tired after this first day of homeschool. So make this easy on yourself. Either prep the Instant Pot the night before, or maybe start a tradition by ordering pizza for dinner on your first day of homeschool. I tend to be a weekly meal planner anyway, so this might be where I incorporate something special for the first day. Or I might plug in the cultural meal that we were planning for this year's geography focus, or get the kids to help me with something for like a cooking class or you know our home ec so many ideas you could put into this i never plan to cook dinner on our first day no i'm just way too tired yeah i'm exhausted everybody's tired of me everybody goes in their corners (laughs) are we done yet (laughs) right uh remember the most important thing is to embrace this new chapter with excitement and a positive mindset enjoy the freedom the flexibility that homeschooling offers you're going to hit bumps in the road but try to make each day a celebration of learning even if they're not completely receptive at first your attitude is going to rub off on your kids so make sure it's a good one 
So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. So what are some not back to school traditions that you like to do? We've done so many not back to school traditions through the years. And one of the things we love is the not back to school party. I love a not back to school party. Yeah, we really do love them. And we still do love them. And actually, I still need to plan one for this year. Yeah, we need something cool. Yeah, I want to do that. So for years, we did this one at our park day group. Last year, I also organized a large high school event. We did it at a bowling alley gaming place. I think like 100 people came to that. Yeah, and the bowling alley left it because it was back to school. They were like, oh, we're not going to have anybody here. And then we're like, oh, can we bring like 100 of our best friends? Yeah, it was really fun. It was all ours. And the place was enormous. So, yeah, it wasn't even filled up. No, it was so much fun. And uh, yeah, a not back to school party is so much fun. It's so easy to plan. So if there's not one in your area, like throw one together yourself. Like organize a picnic in a local park or your backyard even with some homeschooling families. It's just such a great chance to connect and share experiences and just build that sense of community that we talk about being so important. Right. We also love to do a not back to school gift basket. I do that for my kids every year. I put it out when they're still sleeping, almost like Christmas morning. (laughs) And so when they wake up, they get to find all their goodies. I put in lots of snacks. We do science kits and their school IDs. Uh, We'll have a link to how you can get your free school ID. Uh, We do fancy pencils. I'm going to have to put in those fancy pencils. Don't tell Cameron. It's going to be a secret. I do phone chargers. I always do silly string and water balloons. They're older now, so sometimes I like to put in like Starbucks gift cards and Amazon gift cards. They love that. I always do a fancy journal and I always write some really special words on the inside flap every year about how proud I am of them. And then there's also Nutella. I always get them a big Nutella jar for each of them because... On the Nutella website, we'll put a link, you can download a really cool PDF custom label for each grade. So it's like a fourth grade Nutella. They're it's so like their, cute. their very own custom <laughs> jar. It's super cool. You just print it, you cut it, and it just goes on top of the existing it's label. It's so clever. Yeah, so we'll we'll have that out there for you. So yeah, your baskets that. are awesome. Wait till you guys see the picture of Maria's <laughs> baskets. I do not do a basket. So my kids are always like, oh. Look what's going on over at their house. <laughs> um, but you know what I do do? Oh. You do do. <laughs> what do you do do? We do new pajamas. I always make a big to-do about getting new pajamas for homeschooling. It started out as a bit of a joke because, you know, my homeschool is called the Davenport Academy. And Davenport is what my grandma used to call a couch. So I we're love couch that. schoolers. We wear pajamas as a uniform. So, But the grandparents look forward to seeing a silly pajama first day of school photo every year. And so we do. I think I have one on our website where the dog is like in the front. He looks like the teacher. Oh, I love Kirby. It's really funny. I Kirby. Some people like to create a time capsule where they put in items that represent their current interests, their aspirations, or maybe their goals. You can bury it or store it away to open it at the end of the year or on a future milestone. They have some really fancy metal ones that are really pretty expensive. I was looking on Amazon. I was like, oh, no, I'm not paying $40 for a time capsule. No. But I've also known some friends that used a really cheap, like $10 plastic one, and, and they work perfectly. So And they're yeah. big enough. They're like a big bucket kind of, That's but fun. they're sealed. That would actually be a um, cool thing to do at a not back to school party with like maybe a future like senior class. 
oh. like and then have them open it late like everybody like put that. something in i wish and we then... did that with riley because yeah all the kids she graduated with she's known them right. since You've they were known... little yeah that would be a really cute idea or you can use your um that's kind of like the same idea as your sheets that you were talking about earlier where you guys write down the things from right here but this is like more physical thing i like it you also might want to do a theme day you know how schools do all these crazy hair day and like all these different theme days yeah and we do have a friend who homeschools by theme like she did a whole curriculum wrapped around movies from the 1940s or modern day shakespeare so choose a theme that maybe relates to a subject or topic that you're going to be studying a lot this year dress up decorate your learning space accordingly engage in activities games or experiments centered around that theme i love that it'd be a lot of fun yeah you could also organize a friendly competition with other homeschool families you can set up an obstacle course and do all kinds of physical activities you can play kickball we've done that with a big group before we yeah. had a great time doing that you can do team challenges or maybe intellectual games jeopardy anyone yeah yeah it's a really fun way to promote teamwork sportsmanship and just friendly rivalry yeah I or hope. like a minute to win it like we did I just at uh jillian had a game show birthday recently it was and so cool. those games would be super fun to do like a little homeschool olympics or field day i yeah, love that i do too um you can also have a curriculum unboxing okay i do do this one every day. <laughs> i love it treat the beginning of your academic you're like an, a big unboxing event like they do on TikTok. Um, you can gather all your learning materials, books, and resources and unveil them with excitement. It adds an element of anticipation and enthusiasm. Yeah, my kids usually have an idea of some of the basic curriculum, but I also plan tons of projects through the year so they don't know about them. So I always keep the curriculum and everything I bought hidden away and it really does get the kids excited. Yeah, we have another friend that does a huge unboxing kind of event with her kids individually every year and she always does a video of it and I love seeing it. But I'm also glad that I see it after I've already bought my stuff because <laughs> otherwise I might <laughs> then have to go buy everything she buys too. Yeah, I wish I had done some videos like that. But now when your kids get above, I don't know, 13 or 14, they don't really let you videotape them and put it on social social no. media anymore nope you have to no. be respectful of their I wishes am. of course I am <laughs> but I do miss that yeah you can also volunteer or plan like a community service day so dedicate a day to giving back to your community find a local organization or charity where you can volunteer together as a family contributing your time and efforts for a good cause we often do school backpack packing several times throughout the year but I just signed us up to do another one that's next week and so it's exciting and that's also a great way for our homeschoolers to see just how lucky they are for sure yeah we've done a lot of things like that and remember when we did the talent show at the senior center we did we did and that can be such a great way to give back you can also take time as a family to reflect on the previous school year and set goals for the upcoming year Talk about everything you've achieved, the challenges you faced, and all the aspirations you have about the new year. We talked earlier about creating a vision board, and this could be part of that. If you do create one, display it in your homeschool room, and it can remind you of all those goals that you set forth. Yeah, because remember that the traditions you establish can be as unique and individual as your whole homeschooling journey is. And these traditions should reflect your family's values and interests and educational goals. And you can feel free to adapt and create new traditions that just resonate with you and make the start of each homeschooling year more meaningful and exciting. And after you finish listening to this episode, be sure to visit our website. We're going to write up all of the show notes and have links to everything that we're talking about. So it's just really easy for you to access and reference. 
Every week, I like to create free resources that complement that episode, so be sure to sign up to our newsletter so you don't miss any of that exclusive content. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, we would love it if you went out there and gave us a thumbs up or even comment on the episode thread. So now that we have all these fun ideas and stuff to do, so how do you start your first lesson? Right? Yeah, we actually have to get our lessons in here at some point too between all this fun stuff. So starting your very first homeschool lesson can set the tone for a successful and engaging learning experience. So we're gonna talk about a little step-by-step guide on how to begin. For one, prepare the learning materials. Gather all the necessary books, worksheets, any other resources you're going to need for the lesson. Ensure that you have everything organized and readily accessible because there is nothing worse than sitting down to do a project and finding out you are one ingredient short. I know, it's the worst. Which is going to be the name of my cookbook I write someday. (laughs) One ingredient short. Oh, we talked about this in detail on the planning your year episode. And remember, you can create a comfortable and focused learning space, remove distractions and provide a clean area for studying. Organize everything so it's easily accessed and it promotes a positive learning atmosphere. Again, you don't want to be scrambling around trying to find all your stuff. So have it close by and ready to go. Right. Review the lesson plan. Take a few minutes to review the lesson plan or outline for the day. Familiarize yourself with whatever the reading and activities you are going to be doing. I always like to have a good idea of this by looking at it the night before or on Sunday for like the whole week. Remember, I have my blueprint for a beautiful week plan that I I do do on Sunday nights. And it helps you answer the very important question that your kids are going to ask. How long is this going to take? How long is it going to take, How much longer? (laughs) Well, you can also have a warm-up activity. Start the lesson with a warm-up activity that's going to capture their attention. This could be a short discussion. It could be lighting the candle like you did when your kids were little. Or Mm -hmm. you could also have a morning basket. It could be going over and reviewing what you learned the previous day or the previous school year if this is your very first day of the year. You could also warm up playing an educational game that's relevant to the lesson. Yeah, sometimes we work on our, everybody has their own calendars. And so we'll work on our family calendar for the week to start our day off. That's a great idea. Yeah. When you're ready to begin, start by introducing the new topic or the concept. It would be a good idea to provide an overview of what will be covered, why it's important, and why it's interesting. Try to use real-life examples and visual aids or short stories to make the topic relatable and engaging. This is where we pull in things like our timeline for history or lab journals for science or experiments. This is one of the reasons that I really love to do projects. It really helps my kids become engaged. They're very hands-on and I think that probably most kids are and they learn better that way yeah I think so too it's one of the reasons why I'm not really a big advocate for online schooling or online learning because it's you can only engage so much on a two-dimensional screen right yeah you want things to be interactive you want to engage your kids actively in that learning process so I I agree use a variety of instructional methods use discussions demonstrations videos you can use online for like interactive resources like you know you can do lab work online or you know some supplementary stuff encourage questions and discussion to foster deeper understanding I also like to give my kids something to do with their hands while they're listening to me reading aloud that way keeps them listening and focused but they can be doing something to pass the time yeah I I was on a discussion board just the other day and a woman was reading to her six-year-old and she couldn't understand why he wouldn't sit still for her read aloud (laughs) right right what does what can she do to make him sit still and 
everybody came back. I came back and we're like, wait a minute, why, why does he need to sit still? Children are learning and they're listening yeah. all the time. They can still hear you if they're playing with their Legos quietly. Right. Or something or drawing or whatever. We always had, yeah, building toys. Um, I, I keep a handicraft basket that's got all kinds of hands-on activities. Quiet toys, coloring. That was like the one time my kids liked to color right. was while I'm reading. Also, if you have kids that are old enough to be independent or if you need to have one working on one thing by themselves while you work with another child, this is where you can assign like different exercises or projects and provide guidance on some work that they can do while you're working with the other one and just support them as needed. Right. You also want to make sure that you're kind of constantly assessing understanding throughout the lesson. Like use informal methods like questioning or discussions, short quizzes if you're into quizzes. We we don't do that. But Yeah, we don't do any testing really until high school. No, but this will help you identify areas that might need further clarification or review. Like there's nothing worse than getting through a, like a whole thing and then the next day you go to review it and they're like, eh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm like, you don't remember that that we spent like the entire day on? So we tend to use a variety of narration exercises for a lot of this yeah I agree then it's time to wrap up the lesson you can assign any independent work for the next day or that they need to work on their own or have a discussion about what you'll be doing the next day or in the future parts of this lesson remember to be patient you want to be flexible and you want to support your children as they navigate these lessons or the curriculum if things aren't working adapt your teaching style to suit their needs and their learning preferences or you can incorporate other resources to help them understand the concept that you're trying to teach. I see all the time people are trying to teach something with a certain curriculum. Like they might be trying to teach something like a algebraic term or something. And the kid's just not getting it. And they keep teaching the same way. What is that old saying? That you're going to get the same result. You keep doing the same thing. Right. That's so, the definition of insanity. Definition of insanity. <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's so many resources to teach. I mean, if you're trying to learn a certain thing, you don't have to stick with the curriculum you buy. You can no. go online. You can find different resources to concrete that idea, whatever it is you're trying right. to Right. That's understand. why we always talk about be flexible, be adaptable. Right. But, you know, overall, starting your first homeschool lesson with like a lot of enthusiasm and being organized and an effective communicator, you're really going to establish a positive and productive learning environment for your entire family. So that was a lot of information. And we hope that that is helpful as you embark on your first day coming up soon. Tune in next week for episode 40. Wow, 40. I can't believe it. Can you, Maria? I can't believe it. I mean, just a year ago, BTDT Homeschool did not even exist. And so it's humbling to receive so much positive feedback from so many homeschoolers about what we're doing here. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of our community. Next week's episode 40 is the seventh in our high school series called High School Extracurricular and Volunteering. We'll be discussing whether extracurricular activities should go on the high school transcript. We're going to talk about how many volunteer hours a high schooler should have and whether or not hobbies count as extracurricular subjects. We're going to be talking about all that and more. See you next time. Bye-bye. Cheers. Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast. Podcast.